podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you may have any time for new content on. Um, uh, today's guest, I mean, as we just said before we started, third third generation guest type thing. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a family affair now, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's just basically become the Hughes family YouTube channel. But um, they're, they're all, everyone's great. It's George Hughes today. How are you doing, George, man? Everyone. Yeah, younger generations. You've had my uncle on, uh, Graham yeah. Watts. You had my, I don't know if I want to admit to being related, but <laughs> and my mum on, Jackie Hughes. <laughs> you know, uh, you know get in tune with a bit of a younger generation it is it is yeah 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 no disrespect but we're getting the young'uns in now but yeah so the older guys tested and guys and girls tested the water and now you're coming in as you know i'm surprised they a... found that how to log on to it all to be honest for us that was uh <laughs> well i mean that was that was a long time actually with jackie jackie i was doing it on zoom and then yeah, Graham would have been. Yeah, because Graham did on streamer. Yeah, I'll, yeah. It, it does I'll surprise give me. The benefit of a doubt, you know. With uh, he's a director, he's been behind the camera a few times. You know, he yeah. should he should know what he's doing. Should but, know his way around. You would you would exactly. hope so. But do you know what? It's it's surprising how because obviously I'm very fortunate enough to interview loads of footballers or ex ex amers and stuff, and um, none of them know how to do it. They're, they're just no, so te they're all technophobes. It's absolutely no surprise to me, mate. I've been sort of been around football and you know, being around social media and stuff like that is no surprise to me. And quite frankly, can you blame them? I always think that at the end of the day, if I'm a footballer, if I'm doing that stuff, I know it all adds to your sort of brand or whatever that is. Yeah, but yeah. if I'm already making my way, scoring a couple of goals every week, you know, I'm not fussed with that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, yeah, yeah, I know you've been a, I know you've been a busy boy recently, haven't you? It's been very busy. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a bit of a sort of crazy time. Well, it's a crazy time for everyone. But yeah. It's been um, especially crazy for sort of jobs I do and the work I'm in. Uh, obviously, so I, I do a lot of my work online um, based on sort of like social media stuff. I work in the computer game FIFA, which is my sort of main focus right yeah. now. Um, so all that stuff hasn't stopped with coronavirus. No, in fact, it's grown busy, more. Yeah. So it's um been really interesting been really exciting but also you know i can't wait for it to all settle down and then we get back to some normality yeah exactly and the new fifa's out soon all right to be honest i haven't played i'll be be honest i used to i used to play it loads and then actually ironically since since sort of everything stops you know since the world stopped <laughs> I, I really haven't had i haven't had time it's really bad i thought brilliant you know what i mean i'm gonna get oh, yeah, you crack on gonna get an ultimate team up and running but no it's like no it's um no, I, uh, I, it's really weird because obviously then I started doing this and it's yeah, all right, into my FIFA time, really thinking about it. But uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll, we'll be cracking back on soon. It's my it's my birthday soon, so I always buy the new one with my birthday. There we money, go. We'll my... get it, get that in, and then you, you start again, start again. Start again. You know, yeah. That's what I always say, though. It's always really strange to me to hear how many people play it. You know, it's, it's yeah. really is the footballer's game and, and you know, um, everyone from you know my nephews love it um all up to you know the pros love it as well yeah, they do, yeah. I, I know some pros you, you won't get off the games so um yeah you know eclectic eclectic and there's no reason to say anyone can't enjoy it no it's true it's very very true man it's very, very... but apart from that everything else all right everything else i mean obviously all smashing mate yeah. yeah all smashing 
And obviously, West Ham is still in the Premier League, so... Oh, right. I'll take that for now, you know. It's been, a, it's been a really sort of weird season to be a West Ham fan. I know everyone's tuned on and said the same thing, but um, I'm off the camp where I sort of tuned out a bit this year, you know, yeah. when the results started getting um, bad. Um, it wasn't even the results that were bothering us. It was the performances, you know, and it was yeah. just one of them things where you, I felt a bit like I was wasting your time. And when you ain't got a season ticket, you ain't got games to go to. It's hard to stay motivated and really, yeah. um, you know, follow the team. But that being said, new season, I was actually, I didn't expect to be. But when the games kicked off, you know, I was actually well into it. Uh, I watched all the matches on, on day one. So, yeah, it's it's. it's it's been nice. I'm just hoping for a bit, bit of something now, aren't we, Russ? Yeah. That's really it. We can't, we can't head in the direction we're going. Hole was obviously a nice little result, though. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was great. I think that was probably the best football I've seen us play for for years. Really, I think they just played really, really well. And yeah, I mean, you know, all things considering as well. I mean, you know, it was a good performance. Plus, also the fact that you know, half the teams, half the team, and the manager, you know, an hour to go left left literally have left the building um and so uh so yeah i did all right and i and i you know i think you know particularly uh the boy ashby the right back i, I like him i think yeah. he's great he just looks you know you know some people just look like a good footballer you know like you know when he's like playing like i don't know you play six aside or whatever and the kid and, and yeah, yeah and they turn up right. and you think he's gonna be good he just he's got yeah. he looks like a good player yeah like a nice tall skinny midfielder you think oh he's perfect pinging balls around yeah. you know luke luca modric stuff like that yeah it's strange i think one thing about you know any youth prospects coming through our team is i've learned to be so wary about it yeah you know? So many years you go, oh, we got him coming along, we got him coming along, just wait, we got someone to fill that position in a year. They seemingly never arrive at the team. Yeah. I'm still wondering where Reese Oxford's gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Reese Burke. I mean, that's the way for they were like, <laughs> the way for Chris Cohen to get a, to get a game. But yeah, no, it's... a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Um, obviously the story of our club unfortunately at least yeah. in the recent years um it's been one of the things like I, i'm sure you do as well russ take a little bit of interest in the youth prospects and, yeah. and you know the the, the the teams coming through um and it's a shame really it's a shame but then again i don't think we're hugely different from a lot of the clubs at our level you know it's, it's to to become to be, go from a you know a youth team and really crack into a middling club Mm -hmm. when they can go to France, they can go to Spain, they can go to Italy, buy, it, buy someone in your position who's been doing it for 20 years yeah. at like, you know, no cost. It's always going to be tough. And, and we don't have the luxury of developing talents at the same pace that, you know, your Chelsea's and Man City's mm -hmm. do. So, yeah, you can obviously understand reasonings to it, but it's tough to watch as a fan. Yeah, it? That's it is. It is. But it just, I mean, that's what I've liked about these last couple of, rounds of the carabao i say last couple because i don't think we're going to be everton um yeah. but yeah it was like ah, that car was fun while it lasted uh, you know our oh, fleet would why couldn't you do um and uh but it was nice because there's there's been like you know a nice bunch of you know it's nice to see a few and also it sort of gives you a bit of you know when when you sort of have your, res your reserve team as as it's been referred to um and it includes like halla yarmolenko you know anderson lanzini you're thinking sometimes you know mm, okay it's not our squad ain't terrible you know what i mean it's like then you have to ask why are they in the reserve yeah exactly like, yeah thing, you know it's 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 um uh there's some stuff happening in the club and i've tried to i tried to 
give him a benefit of a doubt. And yeah. you know, what will be will be as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I ain't no point in me stressing about it. I don't think no. uh, David Moyes is thinking, oh, what, what is George thinking in his bedroom? Let's do something. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, bless him. He's, sat, he's self-isolating <laughs> as well, isn't he? So he sat there just like, on, you know, thinking, oh, if, you know, I don't feel well. I've got a sore throat. And on top of that, what is George Hughes thinking about? Yeah, exactly. He's here. About the team situation. On the, on the so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, as you said, I mean, you've, you've, you've seen, you've, you've lived probably West Ham many, many times over with, with, with your mum and, and, and Graham as well. So it's like, you know, they've been through it. All. <laughs> Nothing's been different since they were. It's a, it's a really weird you say that, Russ, because almost like, uh, People won't. Well, people will know my family, but we've obviously yeah. got a big generation of of West Ham fans. My granddad grew up in my homes around Upton Park and yeah. stuff like that. Raised my mum and all of her siblings as West Ham fans, and I'm I'm the youngest out of my um, sibling group. So I've got brothers and sisters who are a bit older than me, and you know, mm. all West Ham fans again. Yeah, and I think that's obviously really common that you get born into a football club family. My dad's Everton. Don't ask, yeah. not even worth going into. But uh, yeah, so assuming everyone in our family was West Ham, there was no choice becoming a West Ham supporter. But what I think is weird is you do inherit some of those feelings towards yeah. the club, you know? It's not, um, I'm obviously going to support the team, but the, the opinions and like the attitudes I've sort of grown up with with West Ham, that's all my uncle and my cousins and, you know, growing up listening to them about Avram Grant and all this stuff and, yeah. and when that was all happening. Even though I didn't experience it myself, you, you sort of... Live, yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. It, it passes down for you. It feels yeah. like it does, you know. It feels like my granddad, whatever matches he were watching and, and stressing about, I feel like, you know, they've come down to me on my chest and you have to yeah. carry the torch as, as, as it may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you're right. It's like... And I think it is... You, you get sort of hardened you know like you know like when i first when i was a kid and i started playing the guitar your fingers have to get hardened don't they because it, it bloody it, it, yeah otherwise it bloody hurts and i think that's it with a west ham fan as well in that you have to have you get but then that's that sets you up for the rest of life you know i think you know knowing that nothing's nothing's going to literally fall on your lap you're not going to get a a Qatarian, you know, or maybe not a good example, but you know, a billionaire, you know, take over the oh, club exactly. again. And... You're not, you're not going to be able to do the solo no. day one. Oh yeah, you got to no. grind for it and and, and have a bit of pain for it. Grind all. up and then move up. You then then you might do sunshine over your love, and then yes, eventually, yeah. and then you can get onto doing <laughs> that. Yeah, then you can get to doing the sweet child of mine. But and that's the thing with West Ham fans. I think you, you just have this sort of like you've got calluses already but you know what i mean you know you go in and everything you know you'll beat hull 5-1 a really good game really good and the first first thing he says oh but we'll lose against wolves yeah, on sunday you know it's like <laughs> uh, but that's it that's been a west ham fan i won't be the first i won't be the last to say but it makes the highs a whole lot higher doesn't it does it, it's, it uh, does so you take it you take it where you can but um, you know wouldn't change it for the world no. i think west ham is is uh, it, to me, it feels like a club that gives gives their fans more identity agree, than yeah. any other club I can imagine in the Premier League. Uh, I feel such like a kinship and a such like, you know, um, with West Ham fans from where all over, mm. um, especially in the sort of East London, Essex area where I'm yeah. from, you know, it's almost you're, you're born into a brotherhood almost. Very strange growing it's up weird, around yeah. here and being a West Ham fan. 
But um, yeah, immensely proud of it. And you know, it's yeah. a big part of my family. I feel like it's yeah. it is the sort of claret blood that runs through the. It really the roots, is. You know? It really is for you guys. Yeah, that is. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. Exactly what you mean. It's like when I'm when I go on holiday, I literally always. My wife hates it, but my suitcase is literally full of West Ham shirts, <laughs> and I'll be at the pool every day in a different. And then you know, because you know, you'll you'll meet someone. They'll always meet a West Ham fan. And they'll, they'll be sound up. enough, wouldn't they? That's the thing. He goes, well. oh, you know, still ain't side no one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You know, it's like, it's it's easier. It's like me and my daughter, she's eight, and we always, we always travel in colours. That's what we always do. Nice. Ever since she's been, like, young, yeah. she, she does it. And, um, yeah, no, it is, it is a kid. You're right. It's like a brotherhood. It's And... You know, I've said it before. We, you know, we've been social distancing for years because, like, we don't shake hands. We just go, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah and then just that. nod. That's it. That's all we do. But then that's and that is everything. But it's not, yeah, such a small action. But we know we've we've got this bond and that, uh, and it's lovely. It's yeah, lovely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I've been so grateful. You know, that my mum was going football of long course, before yeah. I was going football. And um, for me to just be like all of her mates and all the people she knows, just you know. In sort of consumed me into the yeah. group and you know related to Chucky you're fine you're in don't worry you, you got yeah. past so um yeah it's been these I've, I've, I've really been enjoying um the football going experience the last couple of years it's been you know match match days and stuff have been a, re- a real good time so I'm looking yeah. forward for, to that start up again yeah it would be yeah whenever it happens it'll be nice I think everyone will, I think everyone will appreciate not just from the fans I think football in general like you know the the football bodies and stuff all i think i appreciate fans more now because they realize it 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 loses something doesn't it? i mean you, you can have you know behind closed doors for but you, you miss the fans and i think that a lot of the players miss it as well yeah it's such a big part of the sport it's, it's, it's not even worth you know discussing everyone realizes it you know so yeah. what's your team without people cheering behind it yeah, but some, I mean, some players obviously probably benefit, <laughs> you know, they're having the best of days. But, nah, uh, yeah. I would take that. Yeah. Right, anyway, usually I ask people why is West Ham their club, but to be perfectly honest, George, I think it'd be a waste, waste of your time because everyone knows why you're a West Ham fan because we've already mentioned, because you, yeah. you're mum. And, and that's a great thing. And, it's you know, and, and there's some people I know, as I said, who might have deviated uh, there was one guy we interviewed the other day. He was brilliant. He just said, my uh, my daughter, when she was nine, wanted to become a Liverpool fan. And I just turned to her and I said, well, that's great. Where are you going to live? Uh, <laughs> she didn't understand. You had to go to yeah. a mum. And the mum asked, oh, go back and tell him you're sorry. And yeah. yes, you'll wear West, you support West Ham. And it, is, it is very true. My daughter's a dog. No, no choice in our family as well. No. I think the one thing is... Um, you know, my my um, my niece. I've got a little niece. Um, my my mum's second grandkid. It was, mm. um, and her dad's Arsenal, and he's a big Arsenal fan. Like North London born and bred, so he has every reason to be supporting Arsenal, etc., etc., etc. So we cut a deal before the baby was born. If it's a boy, you can have Arsenal. If it's a girl, you can have West Ham. Brilliant. And luckily, we got we got a granddaughter. I've got a niece, yeah. and she's a as big as West Ham fan as anyone else in our our, our family. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, we've got all the contingency in place. You know, I they, love the way there's this it. negotiation period. It was brilliant. I love it. And led Contract by my mum as well. I can imagine. You know, yeah, exactly. The terms are laid on the table. Here's what's happening. Uh, where there's the claret blade baby grow, and yeah, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I've got that to look forward to. I suppose. But, yeah, 
Yeah, well, I think yeah. Hopefully, I think you would. It wouldn't be such a such a, a tense negotiation contract negotiation nah, period. I think, so. I think we're assuming my, my, my girlfriend right now. All of our family are West Ham and East oh, London okay. as well. So that was a big bonus for mum. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. So I mean, my, my family they're all West Ham. I never had a chance. Um, and then my 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 wife, her side were West Ham anyway. And um, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. I mean, we, we had negotiations when it came to the wedding. Um, you know, I, I just said, look, you can do what you want, but I just want to pick the colour scheme. And she just, and her face just dropped and went, yeah. clout and blue in it. And I, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was it. And then my first dance was the Dean, the Dean Martin version of I'm for a Brain Bubbles, which, Beautiful, you know, mate. so just, Beautiful. you know, just a, a little bit of, a little bit of rap. I pack. think, what, so a story of mine, quite interesting is, so when I came out of university, my background, I studied film and TV. So a bit yeah. like you, I was looking to get into like digital stuff behind football clubs. I've always, I've loved my sport. Um, growing up into it i was a real like well i never used to play never played football in my life but i was a real like encyclopedic sort of yeah just knowledge numbers, of footballers. Yeah. i could tell you where they played who they used to play for all the all that stuff so i came out of university and i was keen to find a job in football i went through some schemes and some stuff like that and mm-hmm. i wanted this amazing amazing um uh, work scheme it was called dream job in blank and it was run by barclays barclays at the time so yeah yeah they were doing a lot of stuff like this and the idea was they would take uni students and it'd be dream job in fashion dream job in music and they'd put you on a work experience at some amazing place i got into beating god knows how many other people dream job in football so i was like oh my god amazing they're going to put me with the prem club i'm going to learn all this stuff get the email yes you can't wait i'm totally on board Congratulations, George. You've been offered a work experience at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Oh, fucking hell. Hello. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Out of all the she put me there. Um, so I panicked a little bit. I called my mum up. I'm like, mum, look, I've got this amazing. <laughs> oh, George, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, at, it's at Tottenham. You're not going. <laughs> that was it. Instantly. You're not going. You can't work for Spurs. What's happening? In the end, reasonable, I think, you know, sense one out in the end. And I I started working there. And luckily, when I started working, there was no Spurs fans in the entire office. I was working with one guy. He was a a Newcastle fan. We had a Man United fan. We had some French football fans. So, in fact, I wasn't outnumbered by Spurs fans at all. It was... was, um, yeah, it was a great experience. And quite honestly, that sort of led me on this path. So I'm really, yeah. really grateful for all the work I did there and the experience they gave me. But that just sort of puts it in perspective where it's so deep in your family that you get an amazing job opportunity and you're like, oh, crap. It's with, uh... Yeah, and, and to be honest, yeah, you think, you know, in any other context, you're like, brilliant. There would be no... There's no even, there's no even right. like switch to say no. You wouldn't even have that inkling. It's, it's your dream country. job. Exactly. Yeah, if, you, if it's another country, you're not going to go. Oh, I really hate the French. I'm not joining. Yeah. You know, it's, it just doesn't work like that in any other place in the world. But football, I had a real like moral battle <laughs> well about taking an amazing job at a, fo- a Premier League football team. Yeah, only only West Ham, I think, to be honest, is uh, oh, is the God. way to be. But then, as you said, I mean, it, yeah, and then you know, professionally, it's it's it set you in good stead, doesn't it? And you know, oh, you, you get to do what you're doing now, man. 
exactly exactly and it's all really exciting you know i'm in very fortunate position with my job and stuff like that to to be dotted around football and be working around um you know stuff i absolutely love including um like i said before the video games is a big focus but then i do mostly fifa stuff so the football's a a massive part of that uh, Mm. talking to clubs talking to players talking to brands you know it's stuff i couldn't couldn't have done without that so yeah yeah, really grateful and uh, i've had an amazing career so it probably leads us pretty well onto my team, I think, Russ. It does, uh, it does, it does. You see, I, I could just sit here, George, and you can do it yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, sure, yeah. I'll keep it clearing. That's what I mean, right? Okay, so um, yeah, so the only rule is you have to be alive to see them play, and that's it. You can talk about whoever you want, George, whoever you want, man. Brilliant. So yeah. I've gone for a bit of a different one. I think I thought, I thought, you know, you've had how many episodes is this now, Russ? What I think I it's a hundred and. 80 something 180 yeah, something so there's only so many best 11s you can do and so many yeah. you know most handsome players but i've gone <laughs> I've, I've stayed true to myself and what i've done is i've gone through and i found the highest rated west ham players on fifa for the last 10 years brilliant so this is not my opinion on my favorite players i've seen it's not anyone's opinion it's uh, ea sports for people who make fifa and who they have decided is West Ham's player Love in it. that certain year. Love it. Love it. So it's going to be quite interesting. It's only the last 10 years, obviously, because you computer game, but yeah. I'm not that old anyway, so I haven't seen too many players. Um, there's no legends, so I'm, I'm sure you know, <laughs> Russ, but in the game, uh, EA has the, you can play as, you know, all these old superstars, your Pele's, your Ronaldo R9s. So they have Bobby Moore, Rio Ferdinand, uh, the Croatian striker, I forget his name. Off the top Suker, of my they'd have Lampard. Yeah, ex- loads of them. There's loads of icons, yeah. but I ain't done any of that. I've kept Good. it to players who have played for West Ham and that's so in year. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Go on now, we'll start, start in goal then, George, and then we'll work our way up. All right, we'll start in goal, and I think it's going to be a bit of a surprise to people if you're thinking in the last 10 years, who, who's probably the best keeper on, you know, stats alone that we've had. Mm. And EA chose Rob Green, and this is way, 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 way back at the beginning. Um, the first ever year of FIFA ratings, Rob Green was rated 84. was wow. one of the best keepers in the country, in fact, as far as they were concerned. Best keeper, one of the best keepers in the country, one of the best in the Prem. Um and, you know, as a fan, uh, my sort of memories of Rob Green and, 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 and what he did for the club and sort of thing, um, in my head, it's only sort of positive. I don't really have yeah. hugely negative things to say about Rob Green and his relationship with the club. He obviously never really reached the heights, but I don't know what heights people were expecting back then. You know, it's, 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 you, you kind of had... West Ham expectations, didn't we? Yeah. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, Rob Green is a top man, you know, good servant for the club for what he did. And, um, yeah, 84 rated. I don't know. I'm sure you saw him play back then, Russ. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say give him an, yeah, I'd say give him an 84. I think, Perfect. yeah, I think, to be honest, you got to think, yeah, I mean, 10 years. Yeah, Greeno. I mean, Fabian's... Right around the England cap, you know, World Cup yeah. time. Exactly. USA game, but um, well, that's the thing. I think that's the only thing. That's the only blotch on his his career, particularly at West Ham. I think, um, right. you know, and who's to yeah. say you're doing pretty well if your blotch is in a World Cup group yeah, stage? Yeah, it's a good point when you, you know think about like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's not a blotch many players get to no, have. It's so true. It's and and when you way. have when you have like we interviewed um 
uh, Jimmy Walker the other day and he put Rob Green instead of himself in the team because he was like because he was just like such a model model professional and that's what he and, that. and that's who he tells always because he does obviously coaching uh, Ipswich and he just says any any young lad coming in young goalkeeper I just that's the person I'd say look at him and yeah, that's how you want I think- and I get that you can tell that just by sort of looking at his media stuff and, and the bits he does. And I yeah. think he's really, he's really well loved by QPR, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, he left, he left for them after us and, and they have a really, you know, they really like him as a sort of mm. stalwart hero. So yeah, yeah, Rob Green in goal for me, right, 84, good. EA's nice. highest ever. Love it. And okay. Obviously, honourable mention, Joe Hart was very, very close to getting into it. Fresh off his move from, you know, Juventus and stuff like that, but Rob Green sticks through, so I'm quite yeah. pleased with that. Right, Green, go on then. You carry on, man. You can as you want to go through. Sweet. So um, we'll do right back and 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 sort of left back here. They're yeah, both playing as right back, but um, it makes sense for all ears. So we have Zaba in one of them, and I yes. think that's uh, you know given considering the career the man's had. Um, I for one, when he first joined, was a bit wary. You know, I thought yeah. he's yeah. he's old. He's not fast. He doesn't fill a gap for what we need. But then he hasn't. His period hasn't been obviously with the uh, most successful period we've had. You no. know, it's been a struggle since he's come on board. But that, I think that's a team thing generally. Um, and I would argue, I'd actually say, you know, Zaba does his job when he comes yeah, he in. Did, he, yeah, he's, he did, yeah. he's solid enough for us, yeah, which yeah. was not what we had for a long, long time. So. No. Uh, it was a we had a similar period in sort of the sort of the late two early two thousands I want to say where we bought in sort of last season wonders and so we had like Stuart Pearce and Nigel Winterburn Chris Powell and they could fit in again I don't think it works now because obviously Zab bless him last season was last season and he got and he got found out didn't he by Mane and Sana and Salah and these you know I think we can't discredit how much the game itself has changed no definitely. Liverpool yeah. have come in and Man City, Pep's Man City have come in and they've absolutely smashed up the way that Premier League football is played now. Mm. So to have super solid, you know, um, big, strong fullbacks isn't the way. You look at a team like Liverpool again, how they're building with Alexander Arnold and Robertson, mm. these are absolutely pounding fullbacks, always high up the pitch. So, yeah, good yeah, Zabo, obviously a legendary player for his team, and, and you know a Man City, uh, a Man City fan would, I'm sure, mm. sing heralds about him. But um, for us, he, he, a bit of a bit of a middle of the ground, neither here nor there, yeah. compared to some of the transfers we bought in that season. He's kind of gone under the radar. I think you'd agree, yeah, Russ. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Definitely, definitely. All right, Zab's him. Okay, other sides, and compared to Zab, as far as you know. Plaudits and reputation, we're almost equally, if not more. But then you compare that to performance and actual contribution, the contribution to the team. I can't think of a player who's maybe done less for us in the last 10 years. So at left back, we have Alvaro Arbaloa. <laughs> I was thinking it might be him just because he was obviously at Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah and again, Another bonkers West Ham signing, a player who was playing Champions League finals and, you know, La Liga at mammoth campaigns with Real Madrid the season before. And he was a starter, if not, you know, regular squad player for Real Madrid to come in. And I can't remember. I was. I remember I was 
excited like i don't want to admit to it but i thought i was excited to have someone you know that's with such high i think we just moved to the os as well so it was kind of like yeah oh, you know, it's a sign of what things to come he's a bit old but he's legendary career and stuff like that um but obviously incredibly forgettable no at match performances to speak of as far as i can tell um, and then a lot of the drama happened off the pitch. He came in, yeah. caused some trouble in the back room, and then was out of the books before I could really write his name down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really true. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, it just didn't work, did it? But yeah, the yeah. sad story of Yarbalowa. Um, yeah, plaudits. But it. then I think this represents why my eleven is quite interesting because he's a player no West Ham fan would ever put anywhere near an eleven for no. our club. You know? But as far as an outside looking in concerned, he was one of the best players we had that season. So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it just goes to show that stats obviously can't count towards everything. Yeah, very true. Um, we'll do our centre-backs. Yeah, go for it, mate. Centre-backs, we got uh, Jose Font, which I think <laughs> is, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> he comes in 83 rated again, one of the best players that, that apparently West Ham have had in the last 10 years. Um, <laughs> not not much to say again, is there? He's, but again, uh, he was one, he was one, another one of them ones, really. Where you just you just thought, oh, he's, a, he's he'd be a decent signing for us, you know? Because I just thought he'd be decent, and just didn't work out, did it? It's just, it's just... Yeah, I know he's so physical and so um, got such a presence in the sort of mm. defensive space. Jose Fon, it you thought on just that alone, he could do a job for West Ham, yeah. you know. Start doing being a bit more demanding from the back, a bit more tighter up. You know, a player who's played in obviously so many big games and stuff, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But yeah, just like you said, Russ comes in and pretty forgettable again. And, um, did did his job for what it was, but uh, I don't remember any mistakes particularly. No. But I'm sure there were a, a few. Sure yeah. So, um, but I thought very interesting. He's one of the highest you know players they've given us. Um, and again, no relationship to West Ham as far as no, I can love tell. Love it, love it, love it. Right, Jose. Right, next one is a bit more deserved, I think. Um, he's one of the lowest rated as far as EA are concerned in his team. And that's because the season um, that he's from was obviously one of our worst ever. But uh, in the other centre-back role is Upson. Ah, Massey Upson. Massey Upson. Now, May Upson um, was a player I sort of I missed basically when I started watching football. I, he, it was past his time, um, and I sort of I was on the I started really really engaging with West Ham on the tail end of his career. Mm. But um, like I was saying earlier about you sort of inherit these opinions and stuff like that. For some reason I've got a ton of respect for May Upson. Like he's a he's a player that I've got like he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's totally sound and, and has done a job for for what was asked here from West Ham yeah. at the time. Um, and I think, look, if you look back at the era, he was uh, playing him for us. It's not hard to actually think, yeah, probably he was one of our better players at the time um, in a really, you know, really uh, an attacking sort of front three that weren't doing much at the time. Um, our defence was, again, really, really struggling. So, yeah, I think it's quite fair to say that Upson deserves a place yeah. in at least fifth team. 
if yeah. you consider the, the period he was playing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I definitely. And it's, it's interesting how it has the ratings, as you said, with Fonte and, and uh, Abelow. It's just, I just find it really fascinating. It's, uh, it's really, really interesting. I think. Yeah, you're looking at my back three, and it's a club. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a like Font Abelow and Zabaleta could have joined any club in the world. Yeah, and it would have felt the same basically um so it's, it's a strange one no relationship to west ham but there you go i think upson good or bad whatever you have you have an opinion of him yes. and he's meant something to west ham players in the last yeah. you know decade or so okay that's, that's moving on i've got a cdm ross and playing yep. uh what am i playing four one two one two i'm wrong nice. so uh <laughs> And this is another one. Add him to the pile. It was very depressing looking at these players coming through. Um, do you want to take a guess? Our best CDM in the last 10 years. He's, he's going to be someone a bit like the Arbeloa, a bit like the Font, who oh. didn't play much, didn't do much, but came from, you know, big, big expectations. Jonathan Spector? It's a good idea, but we're looking a bit more closer to home. Really, oh. really recent. Go on, then. Yao Mario. Yao Mario, oh bless him! He could be coming uh, back. He could be coming no, back. You said, no. "Yeah, Yao Mario." So Yao Mario, as far as I'm concerned, is probably one of my biggest disappointment yeah. signings of the last couple of years. I know we've we've had sort of we've had big impact with you know Hernandez and and these guys coming in who we expected lots from, but mm. Yao Mario has been talked about in sort of really respected sort of you know football statistician. And yeah, yeah, yeah. For years, everyone's been asked, saying that Yao Mario would be top CDM in the world, playing for Liverpool, playing for Real Madrid, you know, bossing the Portuguese midfield. So you think when West Ham somehow ends up with a player like that on our team, that you would get a certain level of defensive prowess. You know, you'd see something being happening. Um, obviously, where he come from? Come from Inter, didn't he, Yao Mario? Yeah another big club um and disappointingly there's not much else to say about him is there us it's uh it's again just another sort of null void huge transfer um which i think speaks to a bit of a pattern here you know of of what are these players we've been bringing in and yeah. they are obviously respected in some aspects of the footballing world um but maybe it's us, Russ. Maybe it's us when you put them in. It does seem to be, you know. You're right. You think of the caliber of players we have brought in, and, and it just just doesn't seem to work, does it? Very, you know. We we have, as I mean, yeah, Joe Mario, for example. You know, he was he was he was, he was more known for his his attacking prowess more than the, his the wicked yeah, yeah, defensively. No, exactly, but yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, but that. it's just one of those things. But yeah. Well, look, he's he's in there playing playing a CM. You understand why he's playing a CM because of yes. a lot of uh, attacking boys in, in I the can front. Imagine going and um, again. I think what I would say is while Jan Mario is the perfect example of a very sort of highly rated player who came in and did not much. Um, I think Olga Bonner, on the other hand, was a guy who you know before he he left Juventus for us. He had mm. a lot of. Um, he was being spoke about for a long, long time as a, as a very solid defender for a lot of teams. And I think, you know, he's lived up to that expectation. You can't really argue with the job Ogbon has done no, for West no. Ham in the last couple of years. So for every Al Mario, there is an Ogbon. <laughs> Go on, then. you carry on, man. 
All right, the next three. So we've got a left attacking mid, right attacking mid, and a centre attacking mid. Go on in. And I think they're going to be pretty obvious considering the sort of guys we've had in the last uh, couple of years. Yeah. So we've got Mr. Dimitri Payet, of course. Yeah. yeah. So Dimitri Payet, quite interestingly, as far as this FIFA ratings concerned, was the only player to, uh, to join West Ham and improve in the next year. How interesting. So he joined West Ham as an 84 rated, and by the next year, he got 86, which I think we could all agree is totally fair considering the seasons he had. Definitely. Um, it's obviously, he's a player I hold with a lot of regard. He was, um, it was, it was a time where I was watching the most West Ham football, I think, um, going to a lot of games. So watching him play with, you know, Slaven Bilic as the manager. It was a it, to me that felt like a bit of my fairy tale relationship with West Ham. Mm. You know, I've never had a time where West Ham were playing good football. We had a manager we liked, and things were feeling positive. So for me, <clears throat> having I Slavin, I absolutely adored Slav. I thought the rest of the team were you know solid, and, and having a, someone like Paya involved was um, yeah, it was magic for the period it was. Um, so yeah, it was is. I'm sure you've had so many opinions about the sort of the whole Paye debacle as he come, as he sort of come and left. Yeah. So to me, looking at the way his career's gone now, I'm. You can sort of just I can live and let be if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I can as well. I he think. hasn't done anything of note no. since he left us. And no, he hasn't. If, if anything, we caught him at his fluke season. You know. Yeah. And for that to be at West Ham doesn't happen very often. So no, no. You know what, Paye, I'll. Let you have it. I'll say thanks for the memories. Thanks yeah. for the good times, and you can you can stay in my eleven. That's uh, yeah. sounds as far sounds, as I'm concerned. That sounds very diplomatic, George. Thank you, thank you. You know, I'll try to be reasonable. Yeah. Um. So after that, on the other side, partner in, we have Felipe Anderson. Yeah. Now Anderson again, big big player when he came into the club. Lots of expectations. Um. Again, joining from Syria. Um, we get a lot of players from Serie A, it seems, do, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where I don't feel like there's many other cl clubs in, in the Prem that, you know, maybe uh, use it for recruitment as much as we do. <coughs> uh, yeah. I know Chelsea like a Serie A player, et cetera, et cetera, but we really do get them. And it seems like when they perform well in Serie A, West Ham are right on it. Oops, I don't know what yeah. that's about, but there they are. Um, Anderson, I want to reserve judgment. Every, obviously, coming into this season, he hasn't played a whole lot. Um, and it's been, you know, one of the big question marks around the squad for me. Uh, I understand that we've been in positions before where, you know, our create, most creative and, um, and, you know, most attacking players don't necessarily fit into the squad. Mm, um, mm. But I think watching the games most recently and uh, and even from last season, you know, it's I find it really hard to 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 imagine a way we can play, you know, positive football without Anderson in our team. Mm. So while um, I don't have hugely positive to things to say about his, you know, performances so far in the shirt. Um, on the other hand, I don't have many negative things to say. I think he's 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 still yeah. I'm still giving him time. I think I want him mm. to come good. 
There's glimpses, isn't it? There's like glimpses where he does something. You, you can go, see it. Oh, beat, but then he's just, that's just West Ham, though. We have glimpses like we beat Chelsea 3 2, and then we'll lose to Burnley. You know, it, that, it's just so, he's such a West Ham player. He definitely is. I think no one can deny the technical ability. No. You, know what I mean? no. you see him do some stuff with the ball, and it boggles the mind. And to have players like that is so exciting on the team where they can, you know, confidently drive at players and, and, I, I, what I like about Anderson is he tries to hold his possession a lot. You know, he, he's, he's not one of our biggest players. Uh, Getting the ball as soon as it comes to his feet. He's comfortable with it in possession mm. um, and will try and do stuff. It's a bit like Lanzini, a bit like these other guys, you know. Yeah. Um, Yarlamenko um, Yal when he was yeah, in yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So um, you can see what we're trying. But yeah. I think the key thing is now we just got to have to wait and see what, what's going to happen with that Truth. sort of. Uh, Attacking attacking situation at West Ham, mm. but um, yeah, on the rating thing, it goes. I think it's pretty expected. He was hugely, hugely rated before he came to West Ham. He was a, a very, very you know sought after player, and for, yeah. for, for us to land him was a big coup. To be honest, at the time, it was. It was. I mean, that's that's part of the reason. And I was talking to someone the other day who's like an an older, a, a more experienced fan. I call them, and, and he and he when when these players come up, you know, in terms of who we're going to be. You know, we're we going to try and bid for he was he might not know him but he asks his kids because coming up a bit it's like yeah for At, like when anderson i knew anderson because of fifa not necessarily yeah. and it's quite funny how we use that as oh he's quite good he's quite good rated he's got yeah he's quite yeah, quick yeah. you know so it's it's it's, it's, a, it's um yeah it's a big part of my sort of relationship with football to be honest i i'm huge like i've said obviously the video games speak for themselves but i'm hugely into that in my fantasy premier league yeah. and i love listening to uh, podcasts and you know breakdowns of lots of lots of you know analytic stuff about the game so um for me when i see these players like felipe anderson when you've heard their name come up for years and years and years or you know players for the future players to watch in syria players to blah 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 it's it's exciting and you can't help but be a little bit disappointed where that potential doesn't really add up yeah um, but yeah i like that about asking the kids who the players are because it's totally it's totally this, this situation so we, it's, so uh, we have access to the whole world of football so it's, yeah it's, it's meant, like, yeah but... it's like when we signed someone mentioned the other day when we signed emanike like years ago it's like i knew him because of fifa you know because he was yeah. always like Huge so overpowered yeah quite quite interestingly like as to the whole sort of fifa west ham um, fifa player um when a player can ascend his reputation within the game, yeah, big example of that is um, Akinfemwa. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, he's, he's he's the sort of blueprint for it now. But yeah. Akinfemwa was a guy playing non-league; no one really knew who he was. And then a YouTuber, this KSI, made a video yeah, yeah, about yeah. him. It went hugely viral. And Akinfemwa has been able to absolutely have an amazing career doing, you know, sponsorship stuff, branding stuff as mm. Akinfemwa. So, um, but I mean, really and it's actually really timely as well because obviously, you know, on 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 BBC Sport Red Button on Monday was hashtag, and you know, we spent and that lot. That's you know, that's all from FIFA. That's cut, you know, to it it's the same thing, which is mental when you think. So about I worked it. for Spencer and hashtag. Yeah. I used to work with those guys um, when they first first started, and, and and I think yeah, you're totally right. He's the perfect example of how that world can ascend. Uh, you know each other and they're not necessarily 
bound the part. It's very similar. It's, there's mm. so much linkage between, um, you know, the digital football world and the the physical football world. Even um, so, yeah. When I see any sort of resistance to it, I just it, it does annoy me because I feel like it's just ignorance. You know, it's the way the world's going. If you're upset that the kids are, you know, excited about their new FIFA launch or whatever like that, you, you're mm. never going to get anywhere with this sport. So. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's to me, you know, the, the work Spencer and those guys have done a testament, and they're obviously big West Ham fans as well. So um, we'll keep it in the family, and, and it's yeah. nice for them, you know, to be based in Essex. A lot of the stuff hashtag do based around Essex. They're, yeah, they're based brilliant. in PT now for their for football club and and stuff like yeah. that. So um, yeah, for us, you know, local pride. I'll, yeah, no, definitely, and and you're right. I mean, it's 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 it's, but it's interesting, isn't it? How it how it sort of you know how, how well FIFA like the game is is ascended into sort of modern culture more now. You know, it's, it used to be just. But I think that's everything in general. You know, it used to be gaming and then the world, but now because of even more in the last few months because of lockdown, it's become like you know when you've got when you've got like Formula Formula One. You know, when you've got like Sky Sports F1 running a yeah. virtual Grand Prix. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, that yeah, is. Yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you. That's my racing wheel in the background. So, oh wow, uh, there you go. Yeah, you're totally right. That was it. That was a great example. The F1 mm. guys. It, that was almost seamless. The transition, yeah. virtual and, and real life. Um, I think what what we'll see lots more is you know people on the mainstream on telly. You're going to see lots of new personalities, lots of new faces of like entertaining guys, presenters, stuff like this. And you'll think, where have these guys come from? I won't, under I don't know who they are. Yeah. I don't know where they come from. And I guarantee it will all be from YouTube or, you know, it is, yeah. stuff like that. I don't yeah. know if you watched Parade at the weekend. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two lads on that, Philly and Chunks. And they were playing for England. One of them was a big guy, and they got yeah, yeah, people yeah. were cracking up over, over Twitter. And, and they made they were so popular for the event. You know, they brought so many people yeah, to talk about yeah. their and, and what happened. And they're both two kids who started making YouTube videos about FIFA. So their journey from mm. you know sitting in a bedroom having a laugh over whatever to go in and playing soccer aid at Wembley with you know all these pros and stuff like that. Um, mental to, to, to what can be done in this day and age yeah it's very true it's very true it, it, when you think of it like that it's it's incredible isn't it i mean i, I said you know as i said the stuff of spence is doing is just just mental i just think you know it's you know just from playing from they just from playing playing a computer game to now having you know a, 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 a team which was on the bbc fa cup you know it's meant yeah. it's me yeah it's it's, it's utmost respect for him but uh anyway Felipe Anderson is he? Right, yeah definitely <laughs> um so we've got Pai Anderson yeah the other guy completing the triangle it's gonna be an out of itch it's uh I yeah. think and again another sort of obvious choice um now an out of itch I think I think when we we spoke about these other players a lot of it you know I've basically been pretty disappointed with the performance of my yeah. own so far Pai was obviously did a job um Bernadovich, I think it would be unfair to lump him in with the rest of these guys who, you know, big name transfers who come in because mm. I think he was our best player for a long, long time. Um, you know, for the seasons he was with us, he was one of the only players showing any sort of positivity yeah. in front of the goal and stuff like that. Um, 
And I don't particularly think, you know, while he was at the club when he first joined, I, we liked him a lot as West Ham fans. You know, the attitude, the, mm. the spirit he brought to the games was was everything we look for in a player. So I think this is a good example of where the ending can sort of tarnish the experience. Yeah, very true. Very true. Because very the true. circumstances that he left under were obviously not good. And no. the whole, I want to go to China, I don't want to go to China, let me out of my contract sort of thing. You know, it's um, it's a story as old as time in football, but it's also, you know, not a fan favourite. Nobody likes to hear your player wants to leave for more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... it's um, is it's a it's a different type of type of like thing because you think to leave for an opposition club to leave for Spurs or something you mm. don't like it as a fan but you can almost justify it as a player and you know yeah. if you put yourself in their shoes and you think all right I love West Ham but if I'm a player am I really going to turn down a move to to Spurs at this point in the you know the career or whatever that's a whole different story but to yeah. go to China for a big lump of cash. I understand it, but do I really it's more it? it's more obvious, isn't it? It's more obvious. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like it, you're not going there because you want to, you know, improve the the, the profile of, of the S of CSL league. No, uh, you're going there purely for the money, and so you look. So yeah, and it's all it's it's as a like as a competitor, I would always question. You know, why would you want to? You you think you spend so many years playing football, you you're mm. still at a level where you you know playing yeah. great great football you always say oh, i just want to go to the top i want to go until i can't go any higher basically but then you i don't know who am i to speak but he's obviously yeah. got to a point where he thought yeah i can't be bothered you with think it you've got enough money i'm not being funny you know it's like, i know i know what no, you can never have enough for some people but yeah. you think you know it's like you're right it's he was on uh, underground or whatever he was at west ham you know these guys are multi-millionaires you know and it's like you just think I guess it's oh, all relative, like, right? Yeah, you're yeah. And you're spending yeah. millions a week, the you're more money is yeah. going to be nice, isn't it? But again, I think it. I think it speaks to the player, speaks to the man, um, and it is disappointing to have a player like that. You know, leave just under shitty circumstances, and mm. um, he's a guy who would have had, you know, a lot of respect for West Ham. I think, yeah, if he stayed another couple of seasons, he'd be put in that legend bracket, you know, because I just think he. He would have got hammer of a year eventually, yeah, something yeah, like that. Definitely, know, yeah, definitely. Um, he, he felt like a player who was built for West Ham. And yes. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. That's what it, no. came, it came across yeah. at the end. All right. Arnie's in. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll put an Alvich in. All yeah. right, front two. Yeah. Again, I don't think anyone is going to be surprised considering our striker situation in the last couple of years. Um, I want to say beforehand, look, um, I am a big Mikel Antonio fan. I think he's the only guy who's come into our club in the last sort of five or so years and has contributed massively yeah, to yeah, it. I know what you, mean. you know, um, I love Rice in the team right now. Obviously, you love Nobes and these sort of guys. But, you know, Rice came through the youth team. Um, Antonio was one of the only guys who was a transfer. We went out and bought him and he's come in. He's He's improved. He's done his job and more. Um, it's obviously not been the perfect seasons for him. So, yeah, before I said, I want to say if I could put Mikel Antonio in, I would because I think he, he deserves it on, on you know, 
just what he's had to go through these last couple of years. True. I mean, um, the, the, he's played everywhere, and he? he's played everywhere. Yeah, he's, you could put him in any position, couldn't you? <laughs> That's the trouble, though. Isn't yeah. Playing what? We were playing him left back two seasons ago, or something like All that. All over the place. We're playing. Him, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, unfortunately, uh, EA doesn't count effort and you know good spirit <laughs> alone. Um, they go on. How many goals did you score in the Bundesliga the season before? Yes. And uh, were you very highly rated? So in that aspect, we have two players with almost identical stories. So yeah. one side is Mr. Chicharito himself, Javier yes. Hernandez. And then on the other side, Mr. Sebastian Haller. Yeah. yeah. Didn't surprise me. No, me <laughs> either, seeing these. So I don't really have much to say about them, but what I did think was just how interesting it is, how similar their stories are. Mm. So both players were playing for a, a Bundesliga club challenging for the title. So mm. you've got your uh, Borussia Dortmunds, you've got your Bayern Munich. So, and every so often in a, in a Bundesliga season, you get, you know, you get a Werder play at Bremen, you get a Leverkusen. Mm. Who, uh, they get a nice manager, they start scoring lots of goals and they make that push for fourth, fifth, third, you know, they, they do something and, yeah. and the rest of the football world wakes up and watches them. So yeah. that was absolutely the situation with Leverkusen when Chicharito was just absolutely banging goals he was, in. Yeah, he was. Watching that season with him playing at Leverkusen, it felt like, don't get me wrong, he never scored a goal that was, whoa, what a strike, nah. you know? It was all tap-ins. It was all yeah. being in the right place at the right time. But you look, you looked at that and you thought, how can it go wrong? How can it go wrong? We put the ball at his feet. He's, this man is going to score goals for us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it clearly wasn't as easy as I've made it out to be. <laughs> uh, I think there's arguments definitely to be made about the type of service Chicharito was getting, the, the position we were playing him in. You know, when he was at Leverkusen, I think he played in front of a centre forward. So he was always had someone, you know, filling in those gaps for him and, and, and feeding balls through. It's not something we do at West Ham very well as far as getting possession to strikers. You know, it's um, it's a it's a it's a tough, tough situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you look at the team we played him again and um, played him in, uh, he was alongside these huge physical players. So you had Antonio, you had Anatovic, you had all these guys who are big, big, big guys. So you get we get the ball forward. And then mm. we would be swinging bo- uh, crosses in, swinging free kicks in to try and get someone's head on it. But our poacher is five foot nothing. Yeah. It's, it just never made any sense. We played the no. wrong football for the, ro- for the right striker and the striker was playing the wrong football for the right team, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It went totally, totally, totally wrong. Um, Again, I think he's another player. You can't argue with his career. What a legendary no, career he's had to have. And you still hear Man United fans speak very, very highly of him. I think he's playing in MLS right now. If I'm yeah, not I think he's at LA, LA Galaxy. He's at the Galaxy. You know, that sounds bloody perfect for him, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, can't, can't. yeah. So I wish him well, Chicharito, do your, do your business. But um, if there's a pattern emerging, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Which brings yeah, us on to uh, Seb Haller. Yeah. And that's same, same story. Mm. Playing for Frankfurt, was it? Yeah. Um, just absolutely bagging goals. The opposite, mm. 
very much the same sort of player as Chicharito as far as it wasn't doing much creativity with the ball. But you'd get it to his feet, you'd get him in the box, you'd get possession to him and he would score. And ultimately, mm. I think you can see what the West Ham scouting department have done. They've said, oh, totally. Who has good conversion? Who scores goals when they get the ball? These two guys in Bundesliga, get them in. Yeah. Hala, I don't have any you know, insight towards. I wish I could. I wish I could sit here and tell you why he hasn't been performing and why he hasn't been scoring. Well, again, goals. it's the same. You say the same thing about Chicharito. It's the same thing as that. It's exactly the same. The right, the wrong formation for the right play. He played in the front three at, at Frankfurt and he doesn't. And, no. oh, what a surprise. He can't play, you know. Yeah. And it's, um, it's just one of those situations where you, we, I don't know about you, but I desperately, desperately would want to avoid having another bloody striker who doesn't do anything <laughs> for us. I feel like he's got to be good for something, you know. It's, it's, it feels so silly to have him sitting on a bench using him mm. as a sub player with Antonio striker. Bless him, I just mm. said that much like Antonio. But, yeah. He doesn't offer us everything we need as an all in all striker. No. So, you know, clearly something's <laughs> missed, missed out on the way. But um, it is. But I think yeah. you have, and and everything is it's it's the thing where everyone, it seems every fan knows it, knows how to play it, but it doesn't seem to have. So it's like clearly, if you played Antonio Haller and Bowen as a free, that's that is literally the blueprint. And yeah. um, we've seen we've seen when when Haller played with Antonio, I think it was the Southampton game just before lockdown, and. You could see it. You could just see it. The cogs, the touch. You know, he he's a player. There is no doubt the fact he's a player, and um, it's it just just ugh, it's just that next yeah. step, isn't it? And it's just very it, frustrating. It, I love it. Like to, to watch him as well. He's so physical on the pitch. You feel like he's like wow, what a player to have. Yeah. If he was playing at that level, you know, he would bully defenders around. There's there's really. We would have a really formidable front three if oh, they definitely. were playing football at a level of yeah. prep. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if you just put him there and looked at him, you'd be pretty scared. But then they yeah. start passing and you think, oh, we ain't got anything to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it. That's my that's 11. Good, man. Oh, I love it. Uh, highest rated 11. As I mentioned, I think most interestingly out of all of this, is that any time a player has, West Ham, uh, has joined West Ham, bar pi eight, they haven't improved. Hallett <laughs> uh, joined, he's gone backwards. Hernandez joined backwards, 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 backwards. But that's where Sam for But that's where Sam, that's FIFA. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's it, mate. George, man, it's been great. Honestly, I loved it. It's been really nice chatting to you. Um, and it's and, and yeah, an hour has flown by, and uh, it's just felt like nothing. So that's always a good sign. Um, <laughs> cheers, mate. Thanks very much for your time. And obviously, Thank you to everyone else, um, yeah, for watching or listening on the podcast of choice, whatever it is. Um, and I, I've got to figure that out. I've got, to, I've, I need the spill. I've got the spill at the beginning. I need the proper spill at the end. I need to write that down anyway. If only I knew. If only I knew someone in social media. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> until next time. Like, comment, and subscribe, please. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, that's, that's, that's standard boilerplate, isn't it? Like, comment, yeah, subscribe. Brilliant. Thanks, Ross. Thanks. Anyway, so come on, you irons, and take care, everyone. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.